Anybody can do this. Anybody can live this. All we have to do is say, yes, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. I was watching a preacher this morning, and he was talking about Noah. Can you imagine being Noah? There's never been rain in the world before. God says, Noah, I want you to go ahead and build an ark. Right? Because I'm going to flood the world. I'm going to send rain. Noah goes, what's rain? Don't worry about it. You're going to experience it. I'm going to let the water drop from the sky. There's going to be so much of it, you're going to need a boat. And it's going to be the saving to your household. So for 400 years, he worked on this boat. Come on. Now, did Noah have this? Did he have this whole Bible? No, he's one of the first guys in the Bible, isn't he? He didn't have the written word of God, did he? But he had the word of God right here. God spoke to his heart, told him to do it. Would, would we be sitting here today if Noah disobeyed God and didn't listen to him? Can you imagine? No, what you doing? I'm building a boat. What do you have a boat, Noah? Well, God's going to flood the earth. He told me to build this boat. And can you imagine the ridicule because he was building a boat? And the Bible says his day that he was living in was so evil. Do you think that they were nice to him? He would go to the lumber, store, lumber yard and they go, here comes crazy Noah. But boy, we like his money because he's coming by more nails. Can we be obedient to the word of God? And have faith and believe and trust in the Lord and do as he says? When we're missing sheep, can we go after them? we got to change that. i got somebody who's really good about chasing down sheep. She goes right after them when they're missing. Somebody says, it's not your job, it's not your responsibility. If they don't want to come, they don't have to come. She didn't say anything. She just treated it with grace. She chased them down anyway. Why? Because a shepherd goes after their sheep. Her children and her children's ministry were missing. Those were her sheep that God gave her, so she chased them down. And I go, praise the Lord, that's what we need to be doing. Why do we have this attitude, somebody disappears, it's okay, forget it. I went ahead and I called up a visitor that we had a couple of weeks ago, and unfortunately they, they were going to start attending here, and we're going, praise the Lord, this nice young family little baby, another baby on the way, and then he ended up getting a job elsewhere, and they had to move an hour and a, hour and a half to two hours away. And it was like, ah, and we just loved him because she was ready to start working in Awana. We, we were ready to put her to work. We were looking forward to having a new baby in the church, and her, and her not, I mean, and then the other baby in the church, we were getting all excited. And she says, I'm so sorry, it's not her fault, her husband. We prayed that God would give her husband a job, and he gave her a job. But you know what? That's following up. That's when we go after the sheep. God sent us a sheep. They disappeared. I followed up, found out what's going on with our sheep. She said she'd be here today if they weren't so far away. And unfortunately, they moved to a town I couldn't recommend a church to her because I don't know any churches in that area. It's a very small community. I encouraged her to look, just like she found us, continue looking. 
But I keep telling you, anybody can do it. Anybody can be obedient to the Word of God. If God says something in here that says, don't do something, don't do it. If he says, go ahead and do it, go ahead and do it. That's simple. We've got to make these changes because we want this church to be around for another 100 years. We got kids growing up. Another one going off to college. Unless Sarah comes back to teach at the schools here, she might be on the other side of the state. She might be someplace else in Minnesota. They're starting to grow up. When are we going to replace Doris? When are we going to replace John? When are we going to replace some of those who are in heaven? We'll never be able to replace who they are. But when are we going to go ahead? You know, and sheep beget sheep. We can make these changes. I'm hoping to be here for 20 years, to be honest with you. It's only four years away. It's only four years away. I have no intention of going anywhere. But I had to tell you, I don't hide things from you. I let you know what's going on. Why? Because I think it's right. Now, let's take something that anybody can do. What am I talking about? Anybody can witness. But we've got to start doing something. We've got to stop overcomplicating it. Sometimes we overcomplicate our witness. Do you ever, did you ever hear something in school when you were going to school? Keep it simple. I'm not going to put the last part on the statement on that because I don't think anybody here is stupid. Just keep it simple when you witness. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. And the other thing we, we don't do when we witness is don't compromise the truth of the gospel or water it down. You know, I got in trouble some years ago when I, we were in the old building. I think this is, it, it's fun. I got in trouble. Because one of our kids went home and said to mom, Mom, did you know that when Goliath, David killed Goliath, it wasn't the stone, David cut his head off? Now, I had preached about David and Goliath that morning. So mom assumed, because she was doing children's church, that I had taught him that, that David sliced off his head. And so I'm all, Pastor, how could you do that? They're just little children. I'm sorry, but that's what the Word of God says. He knocked him out with a stone, took his sword, cut off his head. 
Great illustration, why do we allow giants to be in our life? Giants that are, you know, let our finances get to be such giants. Let our kids' behavior become such big giants, you know. Go ahead, deal with it, David. Dealt with the giant, knocked him out. And then he says, I'm not letting him rear his ugly head in my life. I'm not going to let these finances take over my life anymore. And so he cut off the head of the giants. Because when the giant doesn't have its head anymore, can he get up? No, he's done. And so instead of allowing something, and so that's what I was preaching that day. Well, I got in trouble. And, and it was like, okay, I can deal with it because it's just the word of God. I was just saying what's in the word of God. So later on, the child said to mom, oh, mom, it wasn't pastor who taught me that. It wasn't pastor who taught you that Goliath, that David chopped off. No, I, I was with grandpa and we were talking about David and Goliath and grandpa taught me that. Well, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Grandpa. Yeah! And that was cool that all of a sudden I wasn't in trouble anymore. It was Grandpa! But you can't stay mad at Grandpa. But sometimes we overcomplicate things. Do we not? We try to witness to somebody and we go off on some bunny trail and we overcomplicate it. We start talking to them about... Um, dispensationalism and uh, <laughs> come on those who understand that um, we'll do that or, or we'll get off and start telling them the difference between Calvinism and Arminianism or we'll talk we, we get off on these things no keep it simple you're there to tell them about Jesus and we can't water down the gospel today you know the number one thing that millennials, and, and I know you're sick of hearing about millennials, but the fact is they're the largest generation now, and they're the one generation that's not going to church. We lose this generation, it's over with in America. We need to understand what they, they, they relate to and what they um, will listen to. And the one thing they'll listen to is frankness. They're tired of Sesame Street Church. Yeah, they're tired of Sesame Street Church. I thank you, Joshua. They're tired of it. They're tired of, of Bob the Tomato and Larry Cucumber entertaining them. That's fine for the preschool crowd, but we want to be taught the truth. And so millennials, I've discovered, love it when we're... You know what? You cannot talk to a baby boomer like you can talk to a millennial. A baby boomer, you've got to be, stroke their feelings and be careful about their feelings. A baby boomer rather just have it. And so a baby boomer would appreciate the way I started the sermon because they would say, I want to know exactly how you feel and why. Because they appreciate that. Because you know what? Sometimes our baby boomers get frustrated with the church too. Because they've been entertained so long and they haven't been taught what saith the Lord. They haven't got, you know what? Our baby boomers is the first generation that does not understand doctrine. And that's why they fall for so many things. Or they mix doctrines because they haven't been taught it. And doctrine, let me just tell you, so I don't overcomplicate it. It's just the study of God's word and what does God's word say. We use the word doctrine and everyone goes, oh, yawn. that's too hard. No, doctrine's easy to learn. Anybody can learn it. 
reason why we have been having trouble in America, like these shootings and other things, is because the church hasn't been doing its job. Come on, let's tell the truth. So, I'm going to give you three simple verses you can use when you witness. Three simple verses. Do you like that? I want to keep it simple. I told you, let's keep it simple. Three simple verses. Because we've got to change our culture here in our church. We've got to become a witnessing church. We said we have three things our church is built on, right? Prayer. We do a good job praying. Learning. We do a pretty good job learning. We want, we want all sorts of ways of learning. And sometimes you want to expand ways of learning that we're here every day of the week, and then your husband says, I never get to see you. I got one husband that says that. And I promised him I was going to, we, we wanted to simplify things so that we can do things more effectively and not wear everybody out so we can do, because we need to have time to do the third thing. We need to go. We need to witness. We need to share the gospel with others. And let me tell you something. Pastor going door to door is not going to do it. It has to be the whole congregation involved telling people about Jesus. Because let me tell you something. They don't care who our worship leader is. Come on. As nice and fun and good looking as he is. They don't care who, you know what they care about? They care about who you are and who Jesus is in you. And the only one they're going to hear about it from is you. I, 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 Karen is such a ray of sunshine. Yeah, she is such a ray, of, because why? Well, the Bible says I'm supposed to go ahead and invite people to church. Tell them about Jesus. Well, let's see. What kind of bait can I use? Hmm. <laughs> and she thought it out. I know. And pastor said, I, he's got those movies. And if I bring visitors in, they can have a movie. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. And Karen's very effective doing that. And you know the other thing that Karen's effective at doing? Loving on people. I look at her Facebook page and she's always loving on people. And that is so awesome. You see, we can learn from her how simple it is to talk to people and share and witness to them about Jesus. This little guy here just started communicating. You might say he doesn't communicate that well. Well, I don't care. He communicates with me. He looked at me and helped me with my sermon today to make sure you heard what I said. They're sick and tired of Sesame Seed Church. <laughs> he helped me out. Do you know what this little guy did to his mother at the, I think it was the library one day. He's going along. This is when he wasn't even talking to anybody. He just was keeping it to himself. And all of a sudden, he forced his mom to witness for him. He couldn't tell them what he was on his mind, but she could. Forced her to have to do what he wanted to do because they were just amazed by Joshua and what is it? And so Robin had to tell him about the Lord. You see what? He figured it out. A guy who has a hard time communicating with others figured it out. 
because it's simple. Right? right. It's simple. <laughs> Josh and I like simple. That's why he likes trains so much. You put them on the track, and they go. And if you learn enough about trains, there's cool songs that go with them. Uh, don't start singing now. You can do it after <laughs> church. <laughs> that too. Let's look at Romans 3.23. Here's, here's the verse, first simple verse I'm going to give you. Romans 3.23. And if you've got your Bible, it's on page 783. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is why we needed his grace. This is why Jesus needed to die on the cross, because all have sinned. So what we learned from, so we already talked about the first thing we learned from this verse. Right, Tim? All have sinned. What's the next thing we learned from this verse? All have fallen short of the glory of God. Now, what's, what does it mean to be falling short of the glory of God? Because all have sinned, we fall short of the glory of God, that means we can't get in touch with him. There's a barrier it's called sin. It's in our way. We can't touch God. This is your friend's need. Think about that. This is why we need to, this is why we got to change our culture in our church and start witnessing and inviting. Because you have a friend. How many here have friends? Come on. I hope everybody here has friends. How many here has those crazy work friends? Come on. Now, how many have acquaintances that you're glad to see them and you're glad to see them go? Come on. How many here meet people in the grocery store? How many here see people at Walmart? Did you know if you stand at Walmart at the, where the carts are long enough, you'll meet everybody in both towns and it won't be that long? How many hang out at McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Smell? I mean, Taco John's. We don't have Taco Bell here. Anyway. I wish we had KFC. I've been wanting to have some good fried chicken. All right. How many of those people have a need? Out of all those people you just raised, how many of them you love? How many of them have a need? Do they know your Jesus the way you do? Doesn't your heart break because they don't know your Jesus the way you do? Because they have a need. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's what it says. So what was the remedy? God, in his grace and mercy, sent Jesus, his son, to us. Let me make it more, let me get it, blow your mind. God, in Jesus Christ, became a human being. God came down to us and became one of us. So that we could have a relationship, so he could deal with this sin problem. So Jesus volunteered to go to the cross, and when we believe in him, 
we can be saved. But this is our problem. Without Jesus, we have a barrier, and it's called sin. Sin causes us to do dumb things. Even after we are saved, sin causes us to do dumb things. Does, nobody here ever does dumb things, do we? I do. Right? Do, do we ever... None, oh, I know. I, I got it. None of us get frustrated. See, that's why I needed the grace of God this morning, because I was getting frustrated. I thank God for the grace of God. Because you can take that frustration, turn it into something positive so that we can move forward as a church. Nobody here ever loses their temper, do they? I, do. I don't believe Karen ever loses her temper, does she? <laughs> None of us ever speak a bad word, do we? Oh my word, You're, you went to hang that picture the other day and you missed the nail and got your thumbnail. Oh my word. <laughs> oh, nobody's ever gotten mad at their bank because they opened up the bank account and found out that um, they have less money in the bank than they thought they did. Tim, that's your experience. Did you hear what Tim said? He said he was married once. <laughs> but Jesus came to be our answer. Here's another verse. Turn on, t come on, let's go over to Hebrews. Hebrews. That's after all the, before James, before Revelation. Hebrews 9, 27. And here is what the Bible says here. Here's another verse that's simple to use when you're witnessing. And it's appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So according to this, there is no reincarnation. This is it. We get one shot. One shot only. The time to get saved is while we're breathing. We can't get saved after we're dead. What do you mean by getting saved? We can't ask Jesus into our heart once we're dead and we say, uh-oh, I should have took care of that. we got to make that decision now. But we need to help our friends. You know, how many, you know how many people don't know these two verses? Don't even know they exist in the Bible? This used to be preschool Bible knowledge. You know how many people don't know that? Because how, so many people are, might own a Bible, but they are biblically illiterate because they never crack it open. Can I tell you something? God made this book easy to read. And he made it easy to understand. Before you even open it up, you ask the Lord, help me to understand what you have to say to me today. And he will do that. You can even use the old King James and understand what the Bible says. He will, give, he will open its words to you and it will become living. And so many people don't even know this verse is in the Bible. It's appointed on to men once to die and then the judgment.
What do we learn from this verse? We are all in the same boat, the same condition. We are all going to die one day. And you better know where you're going. Everybody says that, oh, you can count on two things, death and taxes. <laughs> they miss this point. The thing that you've got to be more concerned about is the judgment of God. You better know where you're going. You better make sure your name is written in the Lamb's book of life so that you know that heaven is your reward. Heaven is your home. So we've looked at our friend's need. This here is our friend's dilemma. Out of all those friends that you raised hands, how many here would like to see any of them go to hell? No! So if we don't want to see them go to hell, boy, I'm so glad that that's our feeling. But if we don't want to see them go to hell, how, what, is, what is it that we need to do to make sure they don't go? It's so cool. I was on Facebook, and one of our, one of our dear members, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but one of our good folks was on Facebook, and she was celebrating that she had found um, something she had been searching for. Mm-hmm. There, there was some knowledge that she needed to help one of her kids. And she had been searching, and she never talks about it, because she does it was, not, it was between her and her kid. But all of a sudden, somebody said, hey, don't you know about this? And our good, our good folk person went ahead and said, I was so happy they told me about it, so we're giving it a try. I never knew about that thing. We're giving it a try. And it's, now, think about how happy that person in church got because somebody gave her knowledge. Now, this is not something about going to hell or to heaven. But think about your friends that have no clue about this verse. Think about your friends who have no clue about who Jesus is. Think about your friends who are, if they died right now, they'd be going to hell. You got the knowledge that can set them free. You got the knowledge that you can get them excited about. And they could go on Facebook and say, you know what, I've been trying to figure this thing out for so long, and so-and-so gave me this knowledge, and I'm so happy I'm giving it a try. And what a difference it's made in my life. Let's show our friend their need. Let's help our friend with their dilemma. And the third verse is John 14, 6. Let's go over there. This is an important verse. Something that we all should memorize, and I think most of you have it memorized. 14.6 because so many don't even know this verse exists in the Bible today. Especially the, the media. They have no idea that this verse exists. Let's see what John 14.6 says. And the word of God says Jesus said to him I am the way, the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. Here's your friend's decision. Come on, what do we learn from this verse? What do they need to know? That Jesus is the only way. And he's the truth and the life. That there's, no, there's only one way of salvation. And that is by accepting Jesus as your Savior. Do you know that there's a new religion out there today? It's called Chrislam. Chrislam. Because all roads lead to heaven. We have a church in our community and they've been told it's okay to read Islamic prayers in church. Now, what they do at their church is what they do at their church. But it's Chrislam. And it could be that worldwide religion that the Bible speaks of in the end times. Because it's going to be a mixture of everything. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to attack this other church. I'm just telling you what they've been told they can do. I don't know if our local church has done that or not. In fact, I know their pastor, and I, he's one of the guys I love. By the way, i got to love him if I want to go to heaven. <laughs> Isn't that what the Bible says? i got to love you if I'm going to go to heaven. And you got to love me if you're going to go to heaven. We can't have hate in our hearts towards one another. we got to be gracious towards one another. we got to lift each other up in prayer. But we also, in love, need to tell them what the truth of the Bible says. And our friends need to hear this because they're hearing so many things. And they've been hearing from the news media, well, it's okay, always lead to heaven. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. There's only one way. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. Nobody comes to the here's what you need to offer your friend. You need to offer him Jesus. Show him. Show him. Tell them. I gave you three simple verses. They're easy to, put, to write down and put them in your pocket. They're easy to find in your Bible. I've seen you taking notes. Use them. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. And Jesus said, here's your solution. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. How fast did I was able to do that? You could stand by the freezer section in Walmart and actually rattle off those verses to somebody. And maybe you could have revival service right there in Walmart. And you know what the power of God. You, I'm telling you something. You're not soliciting when you're just talking about Jesus. You're talking about your best friend. I mean, people go into Walmart and say, hey, my grandbaby was born. It was six ounces. No, 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 that's wrong. Six pounds, four ounces, and it was 50 feet long. No, no, 50 inches long. Boy, I'm getting my facts mixed up. I hope I got that right, Sadie. But usually, the cutest little thing looks just like, who does it look like? Anyway, um, her mama's going to be sending me pictures on the Facebook. 
Uh, when I get them, I'll show them to you. You'll have to come over because I'm not going to lug that computer around. That's just too heavy for me. If people can do that in Walmart, why can't we talk about our best friend in Walmart? Not like you're... Just because, just because Jeremy likes to... No, he does not. I'm not going to do that to him. Just because Tim likes to grab people and twist their arms. <laughs> Sometimes Jeremy has to be told to get back. I've watched him. He's on the clock, and he gets so excited. Sometimes the boss says, Jeremy, they never get mad at him. They just smile and say, it's just Jeremy being Jeremy. Jeremy, you need to get back over here and finish up. Okay, I'm coming back. Because he gets so excited about people. He gets so excited about people. When Jesus saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion. Are we going to allow that? Now, I know that some of you are introverts. I'm kind of an introvert. I know some of you, but we need to get out of that shell. We got we to gotta say, Lord, give me boldness. He promises us that in Acts chapter 2, that he'll give us boldness. If you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, he's already given you the boldness to do it. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Aren't you sick and tired of the devil? Aren't you sick and tired of turning on the TV and having a news alert? Some idiot has shot people, killed 20 people. Aren't you tired of hearing that stuff? Aren't you tired of hearing somebody going to a school and Bullying kids? The only thing that's going to change it is Jesus Christ and his love. We need to get Jesus back into the discussion. We need to get Jesus back in our culture. And we'll see an end to this stuff. I am sick and tired. Oh my word, I, I can tell you we've even had it creep into our own church where one of our own kids innocently, doing, just being a kid, had stuff done to him because somebody had a messed up thinking in their head. We don't talk about it. We just pray. We've just prayed for the child. And God has answered miraculously. And that child has two of the most wonderful parents who just love that child to death and are making sure that that child is okay not good. But you think, oh, that only happens there or there. No, it even happens in our own community. People in our community need Jesus Christ. Now that you have the tools, let's go to that last slide. Yeah, now that you've got the tools. See, these three verses are tools for your toolbox. And you need to add more verses in your toolbox. Come on. Now that you have the tools, go and share your Jesus with someone this week. Now that you've got those tools, share them. We get, so ex we get excited about smelly stuff. <laughs> right? Pink zebra. We get excited about pink zebra. 
We get excited about tacos. We get excited about Hot Wheels. We get excited about motorcycles. We get excited about going camping. Not any, you used to, not anymore. We get excited about a book we got published. Getting our picture in the paper, or name mentioned in the paper. We get excited about those things. How about getting excited about our Jesus? Who saved us? Who saved us? Witnessing is supposed to be second nature to a Christian. We do get divine appointments. However, he tells us we're supposed to keep witnessing even without a divine appointment. That's why he says be ready in season and out of season. Be ready to give a good answer. Can we say amen? You weren't sure where I was going this morning, well, did you? I wasn't sure how I was going this morning either. I know a couple of people stopped breathing there for a minute. <laughs> but I'm always going to be honest with you. I got to share my frustrations with you. I need to share those things so you understand. I've been doing a lot of studying on church growth and where we are as a congregation right now. We were we had momentum going and then we lost it because of certain circumstances that were out of our control. We need to get them back. And we need to we need to get back to who we are. And I'll tell you what, last week, my word, we were who we are. Don't we have a song like that? Yeah, we got a song like that. We were exactly who we are last week. There was nothing wrong with what we did here this week. I'm not saying that, Jason. But we were who we, sometimes it takes, it takes little steps. We'll do it one week, we won't do it another week. And then we'll do it again, and then we won't do it. And then all of a sudden we do it, and all of a sudden becomes our nature again of worship and praise and adoration and, oh, and wanting to really touch the Lord. By the way, anybody can do that too. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we know you want us, you want to become more part of our church. You want to be the center of our church. Lord, help us to see the culture of our church change. And help us not to keep looking and see our church as just this building. Lord, the church is us. It's your people. And Lord, help us to realize that we're supposed to be your church seven days a week, 
365 days a year. And so, Lord, we need to be church inside of this building and church outside of this building. We need to be the church inside of our houses, inside of our cars, and at our jobs. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. To do the simple things, such as to witness to others and invite them to church. Help us, Lord, to learn what Karen and Joshua has already learned. Because it's so simple. But Lord, we overcomplicate so much. Lord, we have so many people in our lives that we love. Help us, Lord, to show them our Jesus so that they too can go to heaven. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came and died on the cross for us so we can be saved. And Lord, you proved it all in your resurrection and in your power. Oh Lord, we thank you, Lord, for our salvation that is only found in you. That Lord, when we accept you into our hearts, we know that heaven is our home. And so Lord, we praise you for this in Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Now with nobody looking around, I just want to ask quickly, is there anybody here who'd like to ask Jesus into their heart to know him as their Savior? Just lift up your hand, just to make sure that you know him as Savior. Is anybody here? Oh, praise the Lord. You already know Jesus, that's wonderful. Oh, that's good. I see God sees that hand. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? He wants a relationship with you, not religion, relationship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's, congregation, let's pray with this one. Let's pray this prayer out loud. Repeat with, after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Thank you for saving me. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. That you solved my sin problem. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior and forgiving me of all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. If you meant that prayer that we just all prayed together, welcome into the family of God. You now have a relationship with God. When you read your Bible, it will be more real to you than ever before. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.